From crypto winter to crypto geopolitics, from ChatGPT to AI avatars, from zero-proof identity to CBDCs and new forms of GovTech. Join inventors, artists, musicians, gamers, bankers, policymakers, and rebels for a discussion on how technology is reshaping our world. From our offices in Dubai, this is the UAE Tech Podcast. Absolutely more control. So we lost the opportunity, I believe, uh, two years back. We lost the opportunity of being, um, of keeping the promise of uh, the Web3 industry and decentralization and blockchain. Finding out information on the Dubai blockchain ecosystem isn't always easy. For the most part, you need to be in it. There's many familiar foundational faces and people flying in and out from all over the world. Austin, Shanghai, Moscow, France, you name it. While this makes for an exciting and often exclusive scene, it doesn't always help with investment and building great products. The discovery of great people and platforms is often subjective. It depends on who you ask. Walid Abu Zaki started Unlock Blockchain on the back of a conference to deliver real information at the speed of the internet. Obviously, that's not always easy. We caught up with Walid to learn more about the website. Today, we're delighted to host Walid Abu Zaki, the CEO and founder of Unlock Blockchain, a very interesting website and publication documenting what is happening in crypto and blockchain here in the UAE and indeed around the region and globally. Uh, Walid, thanks so much for joining us. A lot to talk to talk about at the moment. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure uh, to be with you. So it is the beginning of a new year. Yeah. And the UAE Tech Podcast has obviously been talking about uh, Bitcoin, which is my favorite cryptocurrency, but but blockchain and crypto more generally for a long time now. And before we get into you, before we get into your publication and how you put it together and its role within the UAE, I wanted to very quickly ask you, and I'm sure you get this all the time, what do you think... Uh, do you think this is going to be a good year for crypto and blockchain, or do you think it's going to be another difficult year ahead? For Bitcoin, I believe it would be a great year because uh, right. uh, Bitcoin somehow now is mature enough. It is a few days ago, it was the 15th 15, 15, uh, birthday of Bitcoin. So, uh, so you can read Bitcoin now more than before. It's not that volatile or not. So reading Bitcoin, reading the movement of Bitcoin is is more and more possible now. And uh, with the expectation of the halving in uh, in April next year, so where the supply of Bitcoin will be cut in half, I believe uh, already the market starts reacting upon and, and uh, price of Bitcoin is pushing up, pushing up and... Uh, and uh, yeah, it would be a great year. Well, that's good to hear. So let's jump straight in to Unlock Blockchain. Mm -hmm. I've got the website in front of me right now. It's a shame this is a podcast and I can't show it to our audience, but I'm looking at 
information on regulatory approvals from the Dubai Financial Services Authority. I'm looking at uh, Bitcoin 21 months highs. I'm looking at what is going on in South Korea. Uh, I'm looking at what's going on with the Saudi Central Bank. Just a wealth of information. Um, how did you get the idea for this website? And how did you begin executing on that idea? So this will take me, John, this will take me a little bit uh, back uh, in days. So um, uh, in 2017, we approached uh, Smart Dubai by then uh, to uh, organize for them Unlock Blockchain Conference. So this is how everything started. So when, when they announced their blockchain strategy, so we came to Dubai, uh, Smart Dubai office, asking them, Mark, do you want to do a conference about blockchain? And it was the first proposal for them to uh, be received. So, uh, and this is what happened. We agreed that we we're going to do a, a conference in January 2018. And the team started uh, working on the ground. Just, we start meeting. I start meeting people. I start meeting some uh, officials. And then my surprise was, People were in total mix. I mean, the people were ignorant, totally ignorant about blockchain, um, and mixing between Bitcoin and blockchain. So, and then I figured out that okay, it's not gonna be possible for me to do a conference and to sell a conference and to attract people to a conference if people really don't know what we're talking about. So uh, this is how I created a simple, at the beginning, a simple uh, website where we wanted to educate people about blockchain and crypto. Uh, we did our conference uh, the first year. We did the conference in 2019 as well. But uh, surprisingly, the, the media businesses, and this is where I was, this is my, my profession as well. So it was attracting a lot of attention uh, and a lot of readers and uh, uh, somehow it became a mainstream uh, for us. Uh, so we had, we had this mission at the beginning. We need to educate people in the Middle East, mainly in the UAE, uh, and to bridge this part of the world with uh, the other other regions. So uh, the business, uh, the, the startups were start the mushrooming in Dubai and, and the UAE and blockchain and crypto. So those startups are small, are um, still weak, uh, not known enough. So we wanted to support this uh, ecosystem. Uh, we wanted to highlight everything happening in this part of the world and share it with the rest of it. And uh, at the same time, we offered a kind of a one-stop shop for the readers. So whoever is uh, uh, on Unlock reading what's happening in the MENA, he also can see what are the main happenings in the space around the globe. Yeah, and that ties into some of the comments we've had from speakers previously on the UA Tech podcast, particularly yeah. some VCs recently. I think we spoke to yeah. some bankers. Yeah. And they said 
there seems to be a lot happening. It's really hard to get accurate information on, uh, there's several layers of complexity in data actually, but just a general sense of who is in the community, in the blockchain crypto community, what companies um, are doing, even sometimes who the founders of the companies are. And then of course, more detailed granular information, like you know how the company was doing, cash flow, profit, often the kind of information that, that isn't always available. But then on the other side, as you said, there's also that role in very simple things, the distinction between different cryptocurrencies, and then you can get into layer one, layer two, and you know which protocol is better than the other protocol. So it can, it can really go quite deep. And one yeah. thing I've found that's quite interesting is that the level of education in the UAE and Dubai in terms of crypto has changed massively over the past three, four years. Yeah. Um, I'd say it might not be comparable with Silicon Valley or maybe, you know, some other blockchain centered cities, but generally over the population as a whole, it is getting better. So yeah. I guess my question to you is, is what do you see the role of unlocked blockchain within the UAE ecosystem? What role as a publication do you want to play? Where do you think your added value is? And how do you fit? Are you a publishing company or are you a network or a community? How do you fit into the crypto network as a whole? Yeah. So as a role, what we what we've been doing for the last five, six years is been has been it it if the evolution of unlock somehow for starting from the blockchain 101 kind of thing so what is blockchain the difference meeting people interviewing people about this and share the content with locals next uh, uh, with time uh, unlock gained the authority of being the uh, platform where you need to be for you kind of getting the second license you need in the market. So you need the regulator license, but somehow you need to be shown on unlock for you to be recognized from the community because the readership of, of unlock is the blockchain and crypto community in MENA and worldwide. So what I want to be is a big question. So unlock now is, is, a, is a web to kind of application serving the Web3 industry. So uh, I wish to see Unlock uh, doing more of what we're doing now, but we need to uh, maybe uh, go deeper into uh, data, data analysis of blockchain. So I wish to start working more on on-chain data where we can serve like you said, uh, VCs uh, to give more accurate information because on blockchain transparency data is, is there and it is transparent. The idea is how to manipulate the data and how to uh, offer the reporting in a, in a good, uh, readable, understandable manner. So uh, I wish to uh, get uh, uh, more type of news like this or reports like this on Allah. Uh, I wish to have uh, to work harder on the Arabic side to reach the same 
level of English whenever talking on talking about readership and so on and so forth. So Allah is in is in the way is there is there to stay as the blockchain and crypto outlet uh, that serve this industry, keeping people aware, up to date, what's happening in the space. Uh, meanwhile, being that authority that everybody respect and everybody uh, pay attention to what what is uh, published on there and what is wrong and what's right. So I noticed when I was looking at it, uh, A, congratulations on the Arabic. Um, yeah. Really hard to create, you know, good Arabic content uh, relatively uh, I know it's growing very fast, but relative to English, uh, mm. the level and quantity of Arabic content in this space remains yeah. relatively low. So again, congrats on that. But I also mm. notice, you know, the website's yeah. publishing a lot of content. You guys are publishing a lot of content every day. So yeah. just with my publisher's hat on, and um, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm being a bit of a geek about this, but how are you guys doing this? You're really active, you know, the crypto the world crypto market and the blockchain market obviously moves incredibly fast. I'd say at the speed of the internet, because it's not a really a physical institution. Mm. How do you guys stay on top of the changing news and the content requirements? So it's, it's one of the hardest part of the work. So uh, to, to, to find out the news, to, uh, do your due diligence and make sure that the news is correct and to cross-check the news with different platforms and different sources. So time is changing where where before we used to, me and you we used to wait uh, the news agency to send us the, 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 the note or the press release. So now most probably uh, the biggest news that been cracked, uh, it was cracked on on, on on Twitter, maybe, or in X now. So uh, uh, we have a team that goes start from early morning to late evening, uh, scanning uh, the whole uh, internet, the whole uh, Twitter, the whole LinkedIn, the whole uh, regulator's website, uh, calling sources and uh, connecting with the, the close circle around unlock of clients, friends, and uh, supporters. So trying to find out news and uh, make sure that we're publishing the right thing on the right time. And you also must get a lot of support from conferences and from the ecosystem here, sending you news. Is your aim to become really the hub for local news? So if I want global international news on what's happening, and I can always go to unlock blockchain yeah. but if i really want to know what's happening on the ground in the local community in the uae specifically dubai is the strategy to make this the home you know the hq for that kind of information again i'm just looking at the website now and i'm looking at some panels that i remember attending myself um there's a lot of insight into what's going on in the local scene do you think you can own that space and really be the resource for you know the community Listen, local? Uh... Listen, uh, you remember I, uh, at the beginning of, of this recording, we start talking about uh, about um, about uh, how we started, right? We started as a conference. We started uh, 
this is my profession. I still do conferences now. Uh, but Dubai now it's start becoming challenging to uh, to highlight which is the bad companies or the good companies. So mm, there's plenty of conferences, and uh, so we took the decision to support this community as much as we can. So for us, let's say. Uh, the Future Blockchain Summit is an anchor event. Uh, there's plenty of events that are built around it anyway. So uh, we try our best to be associated with good conferences, with good content. Uh, but there's so many conferences that we don't pay attention to or we wish not to be associated with. Because it is a jungle of event and uh, somehow um, a lot of repetition, uh, a lot of the same faces, the same people. Um, mm, that's understandable. Uh, yeah. I, I think everyone so, has. That, that, so it's not just due diligence. Yeah, yeah, this is why we don't do the same effort that we do right. with the no, future blockchain summit with others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. There's due diligence and then there's also being discerning um between you know who the trusted partners and who who are the conferences which are substantive and doing real things and who are the kind of hangers on or what i refer to as the cocktail circuit and, and that's, that's uh, coming important. yeah coming from from the, the event management business is i do understand the need of creating something different and and making money out of it and so on so now we're we're discussing me and you. Yeah. So now I that. so now I wanted to I actually wanted to get into to a little bit about you. So yeah. you were on your way to to planning this conference, and I think you won't be the first person who's built a publication off the back of uh, event and conference planning. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, Walid, how did you? When did your interest in crypto begin? Uh. Early 2016, somehow. So, so uh, actually, a little bit before, but the working we're working heavily on this was in 2016. So, um, I learned about this technology, and and uh, I said, "Art is interesting, something new," and I spent a lot of time reading myself, and obviously as well, I was. I was I wasn't clever enough to 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 see how hard it is to understand the technology as a developer. So I spent really time uh, trying to understand the technical things, and then sure I failed. But uh, but uh, I liked it. I liked the technology, and for me, I was reading and and created a team to to read about it. Uh, the main intention was me. It was a great idea, and we could do an amazing conference about it. So, that all makes uh, sense. So, but what about globally? I mean, what do you think? Hmm. Do you think that crypto has a chance of becoming the future of the global financial system? Or do you think the establishment is going to come in with these Bitcoin ETFs, um, with all the hedge funds, with the CBDCs, and really we'll have programmed money um, and the dream of this decentralized currency will disappear. And in fact, the monetary control under the new regime will be more strict than it ever was before. 
what is the future for this whole industry? Is it more yeah. control or is it more decentralization? Absolutely more control. So, uh, we lost the opportunity, I believe, uh, two years back, we lost the opportunity of being, um, of keeping the promise of uh, the Web3 industry and decentralization and blockchain. So a lot of wrongdoing and um, a lot of uh, arrogance and aggression from blockchain and blockchain community. And then uh, somehow uh, regulators all over the world now with eye open trying to put things again in order. So what's that's definitely true. Hmm. Yeah, what happened? What happened with FTX? What happened with Binance is a big, uh, big example. That whatever, how, however big, how much big you are, uh, how much money you have, at the end of the day, you have to play based on the rules. That and, yeah, that does make yeah. sense, and there's definitely yeah. a geopolitical dimension too. Yeah. So 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 so. Uh, Binance started as 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 the place to be where you can do anything. You don't need uh, uh, regulation. You can sign in from any country. You can you can do um, read from anywhere. You just need few things. Simple thing. User experience. Amazing user experience. And then they figured out that they need to connect with the legacy system. They need to connect with banks and they need these banks for the on-ram off-ram activity and there when you touch the dollars when you touch the money uh, then all the whole game is uh, you're playing in a different league and uh, this is what they didn't notice and uh, at the end thanks to CZ that he understood uh, what shall be done and um, he put his ego aside and he, he uh, he decided to sacrifice himself instead of sacrificing the company. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Binance is a cautionary yeah, tale. Yeah. I wish we could, so, wish we could and do this an is, this is, Yeah, for me, Binance is is the biggest example of of uh, of how things should be. You uh, some wrongdoing happened in the past, so you need to sit down, you need to settle, you need to pay, and then prove that you're working. Uh, the compliance matter. So compliance is is a big issue uh, for government around the globe um, in all in all anything related to financial industry. So, so I, uh, I I kind of agree to some extent. I was brought up with a render unto Caesar, which is a kind of uh, English American saying for you know pay pay yeah. the government what it's owed. But at the same time. You know, I would argue Binance wasn't any more naughty than FTX, and the the extent to which well, they the are not similar at yeah, all. Not similar at all. And the extent to no. which the American government is printing printing money out of thin air means that some kind of alternative system is necessary. But I guess what we might end up with is a hybrid of the the controlling digital currency and the kind of legacy institutions. But quickly, because we're we're getting towards the end of our time on this episode, unfortunately. Mm. I wanted to ask you, we've talked about the centralized exchanges. Do you think mm. then there's no hope for DeFi in the future? One of the most underrated uh, uh, application of blockchain, in my opinion, DeFi. But somehow it is very hard to uh, regulate DeFi. It's not easy to regulate DeFi. Uh, 
And now no one wants by to design. touch anything. Yeah, by, by design. design. <laughs> but exactly. also that's presumably um, the key point of DeFi. Yeah. Um, but but great... somehow now there is a fear, a, f yeah, a big sure. fear of, of touching anything without without being... Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a, into, there's a famous a, phrase, you know, who watches the watchmen? And um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's You don't, it's you don't want them yeah. to knock your door yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, don't, I suppose that's don't true. want that code. But there's massive, um, massive potential there too. Um, but mm -hmm. unfortunately, Walid, we've come to the end of our time on this episode today. But thank you so much for telling us about your story, yeah. Unlock Blockchain. And hopefully you're right, we will have a great year ahead. Thank you, John. It was a great pleasure. And uh, thank you for this opportunity. Sponsor information. The UAE Tech Podcast is distributed by Alboaba Business free of charge. To sponsor a single episode or a series of themed episodes, please contact our editorial team or download a sponsorship press pack. Sponsors receive an article on Alboaba Business, syndication distribution on Alboaba Syndicate, email direct marketing across the region, and brand inclusion across all podcast marketing design, audio, and video formats. Alboaba is not a PR company, and we do retain editorial discretion and quality control as an independent publisher. Companies looking to support a dialogue on technological transformation in the UAE are encouraged to contact our team.